story brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hi, welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories. I'm your guest host, Johnny T. And today my guest is Kimberly Moses. Kimberly has had a deep walk with God throughout her life, uh, been through some different things, but she also has branched out into a number of other activities since she's come to know God. That includes being the author of 35 books. Her most recent one is called 30 Day Pray for Your Spouse Challenge. She has a weekly Facebook broadcast, has been on TV programs like Eternal Life, has a weekly podcast on Charisma Media called Warfare Strategies, and has posted a radio broadcast on Glory 98.5 FM. How are you doing tonight, Kimberly? I'm doing good, Johnny. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. It's awesome to have you here. So tell me about your journey to God. I have read through your bio and you've gone through a bunch of different things, but give me your perspective on life and what actually led you to that place of getting to know Jesus? Yeah, so my journey starts when I was younger, and it's a um, it's a loaded question, so I'm going to kind of keep it short. <laughs> yes. So um, I wasn't raised as a Christian. We were actually raised as Buddhists, and oh. growing up in that home, we watched a lot of scary movies, and I didn't know anything about the supernatural or, you know, that God is supernatural. All I know is after every time we watched the scary movies, those spirits would come in my room, mm. and I would actually see these demons. I didn't know they were demons at the time. So we left Buddhism, my family, and it seemed like the lady that was over the organization, she put a curse on our family. Mm. So within like two weeks, Johnny, all this bad demonic stuff was happening to my family. You know, we got in a car accident. My baby sister was two. She fell out the two-story balcony window, got a plate on her head, got stitches. Child Protective Services was involved. They tried to take us away from our parents. Just traumatic. So my father, he went to work and he told one of his co-workers what was going on with the family. And his co-worker said, you need to get your family baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> so at 12 years old, Johnny, I got baptized and all that demonic stuff stopped happening in my home. Mm. But the crazy part was we didn't really have a true relationship with God. And so we went years, you know, kind of off and on in church, off and on in church. But it wasn't until I got maybe the age of 21 and I heard the devil speak to me. He said, you're going to die today. And I felt evil, like I was going to wow. die. So I just remember, you know, I got in my car that day and at that time I was living that lifestyle, that fast lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So my sister, she had got saved and she was praying for me and she gave me a Bible. And Mm. for some reason, I put that Bible in my car and I rode around weeks with that Bible in my car. But on this particular day, I heard the devil. He said, you're going to die today. Mm. And I just brushed it off. I'm like, whatever. And I just went, you know, try to go to the club. And sure enough, that night it was raining so hard. And I felt evil. I felt death, the spirit of death come in my car. And I looked up in the rearview mirror and it was like a movie playing in slow motion. I saw a car getting ready to hit me. I just knew it was about to hit me. Sure enough, the car hit me. I had a four-door sedan, Johnny, and got smushed in half. So if anybody mm. was in my back seat, they would have been crushed or dead. Right. And I never forget, it was glass all across the highway, CDs, credit cards all across the <laughs> highway. And I got out the car, was hysterical because I thought I died, you know? And people had to hold me down like, you're okay, you're okay, trying to comfort me. But I never forget this. There was a fireman at the scene and he looked at the car and shook his head. Then he looked at me and shook his head. And he bent down and picked that Bible my sister gave me two weeks prior to that car accident. And he handed it to me. He said, here, young lady, this saved your life. 
Mm-hmm. And from that moment, I was like, oh my God, I know God is real. I know God has something to do while I'm still here today. So after that car accident, you know, I was in a lot of pain and I went to a lady's house. She was um, an elder in the church and she was like, you want to do a Bible study? I said, yes. And I wasn't all the way converted yet to, to Christ, mm-hmm. but she laid hands on me. And then I started speaking in a uh, heavily language out of my mouth. And wow. then she's like, you want to come to my church? So she invited me to her church like the following Sunday. I got baptized and I was just on fire for God. So about 10 years, fast forward, I went through some things. I would like it, <laughs> you know, I kind of, I wouldn't say fell away, but I just was going through the emotions. I know some people go through the emotions. Um, I end up getting in trouble because I end up letting like anger get the best of me. And I made some bad choices mm-hmm. and I went to jail and in jail, I found God all over again when I went to jail and it was a turning point in my life. And I picked up a book and the name of the book was called Doing His Time. It was all, mm, God, thank you, Lord. It was full of God's mercy and his love. And I picked up this book and I began to weep in jail. And I began to hear the voice of God speak to me. He's like, you got to grow up. You got to change your life. You're going on the wrong path. Trust my plans for your life. So in all of that, I said, okay, God, I repent of my sins. So after I got out of jail, like 2013, then God began to call me into ministry. And that was the last thing I wanted to do. I said, God, I don't want to preach. I don't want to preach, you know. <laughs> and he called me into ministry. And this is why I'm so passionate about writing books. And I've written 35 books because one book can change your life. So Absolutely. God began to tell me, like, you need to start writing these books. And I'm like, okay, God. So I started writing books. And he gave me a publishing company. And i just been on fire ever since. And the miracles start happening. Just all, all supernatural things. Like, okay, God, you're so real. Like, wow. I wish I would have lived for you a long time ago. Like, for real, for real. But that's, that's mm-hmm. my, my journey. But <laughs> Wow, that's uh, that's pretty intense. A lot of things, obviously, that, uh, yes. <laughs> that have happened, you know, through your life. God's so faithful, you know, even just having yes. that Bible in the car and having a fireman who recognized the power of God in someone's life to say, you need this book. This book's going to change your life, you know, and how many people uh, maybe haven't gone through quite those dramatic things, but yet they still need that same power in their life. They still need Jesus to touch them, you know, as he's touched anyone who's given their heart to him. So with your books that you've written and the ministry that you have with talking to people, what do you find the biggest challenges are for people to come to know God? Amen. I feel like now, like people, they look at like the outer shell and also they may look at my youth. <laughs> like, they're like, she's so young, All you right. know, which you can't judge the anointing, you know, God would choose whoever he wants to use. So that's kind of one of the challenges that I face in ministry. But, you know, once you talk to someone and they just feel God's power and God's love flowing out of you, then people would want to know the God that you serve. And it's so powerful just to know Jesus, like one encounter with Jesus can change your life. And also like social media, like that's a challenging atmosphere in itself mm-hmm. because there's a lot of like trolls, I call them, like people that's pretending and, you know, people could be anything on social media. So many people are looking like, are you a real, you know, pastor? Are you a real minister? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, mm-hmm. we, you know, we pray like twice a day, all yeah. day, we pray all the time. Like we're really living this out. And, you know, when they do connect, their lives are transformed through the power of Jesus Christ. Obviously, the changes in your life would have been evident to your family and your friends. What were their reactions to that? And how has God worked in their lives through what he's done in you? Yeah. So like at first, it was a miracle. (laughs) It was a miracle. (laughs) Because I was like, wow, God, it was a domino effect. My sister got saved. Then my father got saved. I got saved. Then my mother came. Then my three younger sisters came, you know, and then our whole household got converted 
and we, we were going to church faithfully, you know, all before that pan- pandemic happened. You know, it's kind of tricky in the pandemic, uh, just serving God. And it's amazing that my family, they would listen to me preach. And that's so humbling. Like, wow, you can listen to anyone, but you want to hear me. And it's amazing, like, when I do do events or conferences, they come. And I'm like, wow, that's so humbling. So they see the change in me because I used to be that rebellious child, you know. <laughs> yeah. I gave my parents a, a tough time growing up. But now I'm like one of the best children, you know. So <laughs> they know it's a change. And uh, when we had the family functions, they always ask me to pray. I'm like, wow, God, this is like a big responsibility. It says in the Bible that we're changed by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. You know, God can definitely use all of those things. And God's love can touch anybody, anywhere, at any time. And I think in this dark world that we're living in, it's so important that people understand God's love. So what can you tell us about your perspective on God's love? You mentioned it a bit earlier and about how you were sharing that with people. So what would you share to our audience about God's love? Yes, I was just a broken woman, lonely, suicidal, depressed. And like when I got arrested, I was like on probation for those three years. And it was crazy because like I'm from North Carolina, but I was in Colorado Springs and I could not leave the state of Colorado. Mm. And it was very like, you know, depressing for me. So in all of that, I found God and I found his love. And when I felt rejected by others, so much rejection that people that I thought were going to be there for the long haul, they left. But I found God in that. I felt this love. When I wanted to quit, he didn't quit on me. And mm-hmm. he gave me a reason to live. He gave me hope again. He gave me peace. He gave me strength. And when people, when they let you down in life, I found a friend in Jesus Christ. And it's just so beautiful, so refreshing. You know, I could, I can feel him even now just talking mm-hmm. like this, you know. Mm-hmm. It's so refreshing to have God's love. When people don't appreciate what you bring to the table or what God has put in you, I know God loves me because I'm his handiwork. We're his handiwork. We're the apple mm-hmm. of his eye. God, mm-hmm. he put his hand on our life. And before we were formed in our mother's womb, he knew us. So mm-hmm. I was like, God, you didn't make a mistake when you created me. If you feel lonely, depressed, I urge people to find a friend in Jesus. And his love, is, it keeps me going. But you know, in ministry, you're going to get let down sometimes. Like Jesus <laughs> got betrayed by Judas. Yeah. And yeah. I had some Judases in my walk, in my life yeah. already. And it, it doesn't feel good. It hurts. You know, when you love someone so much and you pray for them when they need prayer or you're with them, you know, if they need something to eat, you give them something to eat or, you know, just always giving. And those are the people that hurt you. So in all of that, I said, God, they're not rejected rejected me, they're rejecting you and me, but I'm going to keep my heart pure. Help me, Lord, and just mm-hmm. get on my face and pray. And I just find his love. And it's just so reassuring, you know, just to love God with my whole heart, soul and mind. And I know he loves me back without any conditions attached and to love his people so I can do what I'm called to do, regardless of who hurts me. And, you know, <laughs> Amen. So talking about calling, I'm sure that there are going to be some listeners that would struggle with finding their calling in God. So how did that become evident to you? What transpired from the point where you got saved and then you started maybe feeling God's prompting to do things? or So how did that get birthed in your heart to step out in faith in what you believed he had called you to do? Yeah, so it was a process. So like I found like my calling, you know, that going to jail was my turning point. 
So after I got out of jail, I'm just going through those tough times. Yeah. You know, God yeah. was, the Holy Spirit was just ministering to me. He was telling me about my assignment, my calling. And then he was like, you have to preach my word. I was like, who's going to preach? You know, it's like, <laughs> um, but then it's like, I felt the burden of God and it was so strong and so heavy. And then I began to prophesy. Mm. And I, it's like, that period was like really intense and tough for me because the people, they weren't used to, you know, prophecy. And I'm like, and some people weren't used to the supernatural around me. And I was like, well, this is the Holy Spirit. Like, mm. I don't know this. This is what God has shown me, you know, about you. And then like God would put burdens on me. And then he was like, well, you got to preach my word. And then doors started opening up. I didn't ask to preach anywhere because at right. the time I had anxiety really bad and I used to shake, like, you know, trying to, you know, reading in person. And it was just, uh, I, I, I needed a lot of deliverance, Johnny. And God began to open up doors and I, I just began to preach. And like, as I went forth and preaching his word, the signs and wonders started following. Like people started getting killed and mm. like demons mm. were getting cast out of people. And mm. I was like, Lord, you, you're going to use me like this. You're using me like this. I was, I was shocked myself, you know, mm. I was like, wow, God. And he had to show me in scripture, you know, cause I didn't go to theology school or anything. Like um, I just spent a lot of time in prayer, just you know, when you go through something tough in life, you know, I, I got, I drew close to God. So I spent a lot of time. I used to pray like 12 hours a day, fast, like these long, crazy fast, like 21 days. Yeah, and then I'll yeah. take a week off and then I'll do another 14 days or seven days. His power was just on me. His spirit was just on me. So that's kind of how I got called. He was just prompting me one by one. Give me instructions. Like you got to write this book. You got to start a YouTube channel. You got to do this. And, and the doors just started opening. And it's like, you know how the scripture said your gift will make room for you. And yeah. that's kind of how it was for me. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. You know, you, you mentioned about really deliberately spending time with God to get clarity on the purpose, you know, because it's, a, I know it's a struggle. It's been a struggle in my life and it's been a struggle for a lot of people that I know plugging into what God wants you to do. I've had conversations about personality types and things like that. And I think that people struggle sometimes saying, well, God can't use me for this or God can't use me for that because, you know, like you said, anxiety or maybe something else. But God is greater than all those things. That's right. So tell me about your book, 30 Day Pray for Your Spouse Challenge. Yes, I actually have a copy like right here. One of the first things that God began to give me was an assignment for prayer. So that's what I'm most passionate about. So most of my books are prayer books. And it's prayers that I wrote out for my own marriage or my own, you know, deliverance, like with the anxiety or just thinking the wrong thoughts. You know, I got just books on about everything, just things that God delivered me from. So mm -hmm. I always go back to marriage. And mm -hmm. during the pandemic, a lot of marriages have been attacked and a lot of people begin to come to me and they be like, woman of God, Sister Kim, please pray for my marriage. So God put a, he, a heavy burden on me, Johnny, to start writing and writing. And we actually started a 30 day challenge on Facebook. I have a Facebook group called Intercessors That War, you know, it's oh. like warfare. And mm -hmm. every day I will put like, I don't know if you call it a meme or something like pray for your marriage, a Bible scripture. And then we will pray at noon on the prayer line. And many testimonies came forth, like marriages were restored. People that wanted to divorce their spouse, they changed their mind. They're like, okay, I'll give it another chance. So this what this book was birthed out of the 30 days um, praying for your spouse challenge. And we have to pray for our spouse. We were mandated, you know, to pray for our spouse. And it has blessed my own marriage in the process. Um, I feel like we're in the honeymoon phase again. Like, okay, God, 
So it's just beautiful. So I, I go through different things that we need to have in our marriages, like kindness, loving, a no, no selfishness, a friend, a great listener, great communication. Just the areas the enemy will attack because we're stronger together. And the enemy knows that. Amen. That's for sure. And you're right. There have been a lot of COVID marriages falling apart. You can put yes. it that way, you know, because of the stress of it all, right? And anxiety and fear and all those other things are all part of that. And those are tools of the enemy. We know that. So. Yes. So where can people get your book and uh, what about your other groups that you're a part of? All right. So you can find all of my books on like Amazon, Barnes and Nobles at all major retailers. Like Johnny said, I have 35 books out or you could connect with me on social media. You can go to my website at prophetisk.org or you can look me up on social media, Kimberly Moses. And we have a Facebook group where we encourage each other. We pray. And it's, it's like a private group. You got to answer some questions to get in, you know, because we don't want anyone in there because it's personal. People are hurting and broken. Yes. So what, what happens to the group kind of stays in the group. People put like personal details for prayer. So it's just a prayer group to keep each other lifted no matter what we go through in life. Amen. So if you were going to leave one thing with our audience, one thought about God, what would you tell them? Yes. Get to know God. God is real and he is the best thing that will happen to you. I was suicidal. I had anxiety. I was demonized. I was depressed. But when I found Jesus for real, and when God got a hold of me, my life was different. My life was never the same and I could not go back. So once you encounter God and really develop a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you will never be the same. So I urge you to really seek God. Put God first. If you put God first, everything else will start to line up. See, I, I didn't put God first a lot of times in my life, but now I learned. <laughs> you learned obedience to the things you suffered. That's what Jesus did. And yeah. now things are lining up and God is like restoring things in my life. And I know he'll do it for you as well. So seek God first and, you know, fall in love with Jesus. And sometimes we go through life and some of us, we go through the motions, you know, just like a robot. But if you seek God first, God can refresh you. God can restore you. God has great plans in your life, no matter what you go through. A lot of us may be going through some tough times, but God, he promises a good future and a hope. And so you, you have to believe that, that God, he loves you so much. He's not going to leave you in the wilderness. He's not going to leave you high and dry. He has something amazing in store for you and give him a chance. Trust him. Even if you can't feel him, even if you don't understand, trust God, trust his plan for your life because it's going to be amazing. The scripture says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. Neither has it entered to the heart of men the things that God has prepared for those who love him. So just love Jesus with your whole heart, soul, and mind. Seek him. Amen. And, and be intentional about your relationship. Be intentional about fasting, prayer, reading your Bible every day. And God will just transform your life. And he will give you beauty for ashes. Yeah, that's so true. Thanks so much for that uh, word of encouragement. And I would encourage our listeners to put that to practice in their heart. Those are very true, true words that will make a difference in your life. Thanks again for being here on our podcast. And I really appreciate the time that you've given to us. God bless you. Thank, thank you. God bless you too, Johnny. I appreciate you.
I hope that you have enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That's 519-701-0108. God bless you.